The Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. Doink. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. That's what you want to know? It's the T.C. Martin Show. Yeah, I had an idea. Diagnosis. I had an idea, and then, uh... Prognosis. Yeah, I take the serious. Osmosis. Why, it's funny? It wasn't, it wasn't funny. I wasn't laughing about it. Yeah. It's not funny. It's not funny. Nothing's funny. Don't you ever talk about me. Yeah, I had an idea. That's the result you won't get. It's the doctor, T.C. Martin. I don't go out there and laugh. laugh the doctor laugh. is now in. For two of the ill show. Yes, I want to thank Steve Berline for joining us. The former quarterback, Super Bowl champion, getting ready for Super Bowl 55 on a Sunday. Polishing up his ring to get ready for it. Yeah, there you go. No doubt about it. That'd be kind of sweet to have a Super Bowl ring. I'm sure you've had a chance to put Super Bowl rings on. I did. And in, and seeing guys that have like multiple ones, like Teddy Bruschi, Charles Mann, guys like that, to see them walk around with three of them, it's yeah. it's amazing. You and know? I, I remember uh, meeting Lester Hayes years ago, and he let me uh, wear his ring and, and checked it out. So uh, right. you know, because being a big Buckeye fan and that too, you know. Right. But but then um, the the biggest ring that I've seen, maybe a Super Bowl ring or anything else, was Jonathan Ogden's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked like a bracelet for a for a, for a grade school girl or something like that. It right. was humongous. Right. And over the years, you know, those Super Bowl rings have gotten bigger and bigger. But you go back, like I saw a lot of the Packer rings when they when they won it in in '96, and the ones even in 2010 when they won were were, yeah. were a lot a lot bigger. But, and did uh, they have Super Bowl rings for the games that weren't even known as the Super Bowl when they played them, and then it became the Super Bowl afterwards, one yeah. and two or whatever? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> you know um, that is a great question because I'm trying to remember if I if I saw Paul Horning's ring. I mean, they got rings and yeah. that sort of thing, but yeah. you know, I just totally. I, I just wonder what it said in it. Did it say Super Bowl or did it say NFL championship? No, or? because you got to remember, Super Bowl was coined for Super Bowl one right, and two. Yeah. So then, of course, you know, prior to that, you had NFL championships with those teams in the fifties and the yeah. in the sixties. Well, because yeah. it, it, and it became that after the NFL, the NFC, and the AFC came together when they were the two separate leagues, basically. Right. And it almost didn't even last the merger because. The NFC was well. The NFL, NFL back then correct, right, was so right. much better. Right, right. So, right. yeah, it's a, it, 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 when you think of the history. And I only ask that well because it kind of reminds me. Remember when the XFL was out here and the Las Vegas uh, team? You know the outlaws and that. You know they 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 were competitive in that. But when the LA Express won, and I remember interviewing a couple of their players, and only the quarterback, I think Maddox, the quarterback, and one or two other players had rings. Because they were told from that league that if the players wanted a ring, they had to buy them. Yes, that's and right. I, and I remember the place kicker yeah. saying that the ring would have been like half of his salary for that season. <laughs> right. He's like, I couldn't buy that ring. Right. But they didn't. They didn't give them to them. They had to purchase the rings if they wanted that XFL championship mm-hmm. ring. Right. Right. And we saw that a couple of years ago. Remember the, uh, the story with Steve Spurrier. Remember they couldn't even finish the season. And, but I guess they still got rings, or some of the guys got rings, and other guys didn't. And that was just, what, a year and a half ago, right? Yeah, so, so. It, it, it's just crazy when you, when you think about that. Because, you know, everybody always, oh, you, you, you win a championship, you get a ring. Well, not necessarily that easily, but, yeah, you're right. And, and now, it's a, now, you know, now it's a big thing of, you know, because they are bigger and uh, you could say gaudier or more bling or whatever to uh, Oh, well, we, we got to put this many diamonds in ours or this or that. Oh, so, it's yeah. you know, I mean, it's, you know. Yeah. I, I I always wondered how the Bears, uh, you know, championship ring because with they're notoriously being so cheap, 
I, I, I would imagine that, um, you know, with with the Bears, maybe, uh, <laughs> you know, may, maybe they didn't splurge as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, times definitely have changed, no doubt about that, over the course of years of the, the cost of Super Bowl rings and how gaudy they are now. And not just from uh, the NFL side as well. I mean, you look at it from Major League Baseball and, you know, all the diamonds and, and oh. seeing Chris Bosios uh, just a couple of years ago in 2016. I mean, it's it's crazy. Well, every and the NBA. I mean, every sport tries to outdo the other one in that too. Right. So you know, it's a yeah, it's a it, it's it's definitely interesting out mm-hmm. there. But but when you do get a chance to see them up close, and especially if 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 you're fortunate enough to the the former player or current player, if you know, if it's yeah. somebody from now, if you get to see him, like, what does Brady's look like? You know, I mean, he's got six of them, <laughs> six championship rings. Hey, he's going for a seven. Remember when the Steelers had the old one for the thumb years right. ago? Brady alone has six. He's on the second hand. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but hey, the big seven-footer's got five. He's got five. Think about it. Three oh, as a player, two as a coach. He's, he's got, got five. You know? And again, yeah. just going the the people that I know, like I said, he's got five. Uh, you know, Teddy Bruschi with three. Charles Mann with three. Uh, a couple other guys with one and two. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. A couple of old 49ers, you know, they've got two and three, uh, depending on, you know, if they're on the – you know what team they're on. They got multiple ones, but yeah, it is uh, it is good stuff, crazy stuff here. All right, so um, we're talking Super Bowl all week long, of course. Uh, plethora of guests. Trevor Match is going to be joining us uh, tomorrow. Look forward to that. Mike Pritchard will be coming down to the Cosmopolitan on Friday. A big Super Bowl show uh, with that as well, too. So all kinds of stuff that we're looking at with there. And um, T.J. Reeves joined us yesterday. Yeah, of course, uh, for, from Tampa. We'll check in with him again later in the week as well. The Buck sideline reporter, and like we t- said yesterday, good for him uh, getting to to cover that in, especially in their own stadium, and hoping that's to be on cool. the sideline, and hoping to be on the side <laughs> because of the NFL protocols. And that's the thing: it's you got the COVID situation that you have to deal with, and everybody is thrown out of whack here. That you know, w- when you're on a broadcast team, or even if you're local radio television or whatever there is just so much that is you're kind of kicked to the curb so to speak with this but just in general when you get to a super bowl it's everyone has to suffer no one gets that that a plus treatment like you do you know during the course of the regular season and there's just uh, so much that's going on and you know i know a lot of media members who have gone to the super bowl they don't get a shot to sit in the press box. No. I mean, they're, they're, they're sitting in the upper deck. And how weird is that? If they're like, lucky enough to be in the stadium. A lot of exactly. them are in, a, in an auxiliary buildings. Exactly. And I'm going to tell you a quick story about yeah. that. Because I know earlier today, uh, when we were doing the Terrible Tuesday, you mentioned Tim Tebow is going to be doing something with right. Shaq and one of the things. Do you remember when Tim Tebow came out here to Vegas and he made an appearance at a local church? Okay. Okay. So he made an appearance at this church. I put in for a media credential for that particular day with some other members of the media in that. Uh, a, a good friend of mine, Ed Graney, who writes for the Review Journal, He uh, that was actually the church that him and his family go to. So we get there to the event that day because it's Tim Tebow, and it's like, okay, this is a big thing. Tebow's coming here. What's he going to be talking about? The pastor's going to be interviewing him and getting all this stuff. We were in an auxiliary building for that. Because we weren't members of the church, the line around the church and everything for his appearance, people were scalping tickets 
to a church service on a Sunday, which was a free service. Maybe there was a charge. I don't. I don't think there was, but I don't remember. I don't think there would be a charge well, in well, the church. Well, yeah. I, I don't remember because it might have been going to a charity or something like okay. that. But I mean, people were literally you lining have up collections early. for that. But yeah, yeah, but we literally were in an auxiliary thing watching his interview and him in the church that we were right outside of in the church in an auxiliary thing on TV screens because well, we weren't members of the church and that we weren't important enough to be in there. But people were like they were going crazy trying to get these tickets to see Tebow at the church. Oh, man. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, there's a lot of weird things that, you know, people have covered. We've all, you know, covered over the years. So that had to be ranked right up there at the top for you of the strangest. It, it was very strange that, being in an auxiliary building at the church to watch <laughs> Tim Tebow on TV in the church. And we never did get a chance to actually, not a Zoom call or anything yeah. back then. We, we saw the interview just like everybody else, and that's what we reported on. But you were probably... Close to the food. I'm sure they had some food in that auxiliary room. I, they did. I don't think it was anything <laughs> of significance. I don't even. Well, I don't you even have got any food in the church. I don't even know if it would have been uh, picture worthy for you. Yeah, no, the food that absolutely they had there. not. I can guarantee you that. No, I, I think they did have a couple uh, Sprite and Cokes, so I think I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely wouldn't have that inside the church. I can tell you that. A lot of churches today have Starbucks and all sorts of different things, and subways and that. I mean, I've, I've not seen... in the church. I'm talking about. You're gonna, you're they have it right out in the corner. In the that... church. You you haven't been to church where you've seen people bringing waters and sodas and that kind of stuff and drinking. You don't bring in sodas. In. I've seen people bringing waters, which I kind of frown upon a little bit. Or maybe the, the kids are bringing in the people... little sippy cups. I or have something. brought cokes into oh, the please. church when I've gone to the services and that, yeah. and I am not the only one doing it. Well. I guess it's the now. I haven't yet seen somebody pop a beer or something like that, but I have seen people drink sodas and that in the churches. Absolutely, I I have seen the collection plate be a Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket when they get up and and they pass that around. I've actually seen that in some of these makeshift churches. I actually saw a Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket. That's right. Fill it up there. Okay, Colonel. Finger licking donations. No, Chuck, where are you at with that? That's was classic. What's going on here? Today? He's busy. He's trying to circumvent the phone system. He's trying to. <laughs> and like we said, oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and like the prediction. Okay. So we're trying. Num Chuck is losing what little Harry has left. Yeah. And now you're making him yes. pull it out for crying I, and, and out loud. This guy today, I'm sure he just <laughs> wants to just reach over the, the glass here and punch a hole uh, because I am putting him through the ringer today. That, that's course, why they separate the players from the, from the fans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he wants to torture me today. But again, I, I didn't put together an unusual request. said, okay, it's Groundhog Day. He wanted to come up with the Groundhog stuff. Kind of butchered that up in the first hour. Okay, fine. He's saying no, no, no. Oh, he's, he's pointing to the, to the machinery, which, granted, yeah, I got you with that. No question. We're gonna, it's not operator error. You, you know exactly. how you can tell if somebody is radio or, or talent or if they're on the engineering side, yes. Whether it's operator error or the equipment, this is because true. the 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 tech guys always say it's operator error, right. and we all always say that damn computer didn't fire or something like that, right? Right. And, and there's no middle ground on that. Right. Right. That's just the way the business works. So uh, we talked about last hour about laying odds here if uh, he was going to be able to make an international call. So we had scheduled today. And it kind of came about the last minute, but I'll tell you the story here. So Paul Stewart, who is called Paul Buckpower Stewart, okay? Buckpower. Buckpower, exactly. He's the editor of Buckpower.com, which is a fantastic website that covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, Paul lives in England, all right? 
And don't ask me why this guy covers the Buccaneers in England, but he's like the Buccaneers guy in England. And he's a fanatic about it, and he does a fantastic job. So I've appeared on a couple podcasts with him, and I think I told you guys a story a couple weeks ago, and, and I think we, we even promoted it because T.J. Reeves did the podcast, and, and so Paul was on there, and I said, i got to have this guy on the show because he knows his stuff, he's got that, that British accent, and we were talking Monty Python and everything, which you could appreciate, which we talk about on the show. So I said, let's get this guy on. So I wanted to have him on during Super Bowl week, and I thought maybe we could pull it out, you know, pull, pull it out today and, and make it happen. And so I give Numchuck all the, the numbers and that sort of thing that Paul sent to me. And uh, again, at the beginning of the show, I said, well, probably plus 250 if he's able to get Paul on and make it happen. So Paul had texted me during, during the course of the last segment and says, yeah, I'll say I'll take that plus 250. Numchuck's not going to be able to pull it off. And so as we speak here, he's been efforting crazily over the last 15 minutes and has not been able to pull it off. But it's not his fault because, obviously, trying to make an international call, we're trying to call England here, uh, some phone lines will not let you do it, or some radio stations' phone services won't let you do it. So, uh, we're, we're, And Numchuck is going crazier. But I'll give him A for effort. Well, you know, I guess the moral of the story is anytime you try to pull it off in public, Bad things are bound to happen. This is true. <laughs> and this is live radio. And we're not shy about saying it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Let's give it a shot. You know. But I did say, get in here early and, and test the line. That See if we can do it or not. And that hasn't happened. So there you have it. But this guy is like working like a madman on the other side. So, of course, he's missing the sound effects. He's probably missing hearing us you know, rip on him today. But there <laughs> You, you could also amend that statement to working like a madman to the, this guy is a madman. Yeah, this <laughs> good point. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but we'll try to work this out where we can get, he's, Nunchuck is, he's still working. He thinks we might have some hope for getting Paul on. And by the way, it's 12.15 a.m. where Paul is in, in England right now, too. So this poor guy has stayed up, you know, half the night or whatever. And guess what time he, he's got to watch the Super Bowl? I mean, what's that, like 3.30 Pacific time, right? So do the math. Probably, well, it's, it's a late night. It's not yeah. too bad, actually. So it's, it's about this time. Yeah, it's midnight. So, yeah. yeah, it'll be. Yeah, so, so it'll kick off about uh, 12.30 a.m. So he's got to stay up late. So exactly. it's like when I was watching tennis from Melbourne last night. Because the Australian Open pre-tournaments are going on right now as people prepare for the Australian Open coming up down under. Which, of course, is not in January this year because it's 2021 and COVID, and so it's been pushed back to February. But, yes, uh, some of the tournaments are going on. Well, then you've got to be careful if you're saying push back or push forward because now you're talking about the, the other the galactic date of- Yeah, yeah. So Australia would be going forward, right? And uh, England would be going backwards. Well, yes, but, so, I'm, but I'm saying that, I know that, that saying. the time-wise for me watching it is equivalent to what he's going to be watching the Super Bowl at. I understand that. That that's the equivalent. There okay. you go. Oh, I'm getting notes uh, at me here. So, I, I, uh, what's he doing? Am I supposed to read this? Just I, I don't know. I We're mean, the of I, I don't, We're doing a radio show. Should, should I don't? I feel like it's Charlie Brown in the classroom or something like that. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. So, Numchuck is still efforting. So we will. Numchuck reminds me of the old Walter Payton book that I read years ago, Never Die Easy. He's, <laughs> he's, he's trying to fight this battle. He's trying he wants, to still get the win. He wants that plus 250. Yeah, he does. He does. 
<laughs> he's working hard. Okay. Now, if he goes to William Hill and he lays down 50 and puts it on plus 250, he's got a nice winner there. There you go. It could, it, it could happen. All right. So here we go. Um, so now uh, he, he's asking me for other, other options here. And they, uh, so uh, he's, he's, he's calling an audible, basically. He's calling an he's audible. Yeah. He's looking for this other options because the primary receiver and the secondary receiver have been covered. He's now scrambling in the pocket with 300-pounders, chasing him all around in the backfield, trying to let that needle that just went in for his turf toe not affect him as he's trying to scramble. And make a play happen. Yeah, exactly. That's what he's doing right now. He's going to end up probably over th- overthrowing the running back here, and it's going to be an incomplete pass. Plus, it's interesting that we're trying to effort London yes. to talk about American football right. when they think football is football, right. and it's the soccer ball, but, not the football. Okay, but I don't think they do the football. Like, you, you went with the – Yeah, I went, of, more, I went more Euro. You went, you went <laughs> Euro with that, or I don't even know if you went maybe, uh, you know, Spanish S- or – Spain, it, 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 maybe Germany a little it, bit. It, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Football, yeah. Or yeah. maybe it sounded Mexican to me. Going to Mexican, uh, Mexican league there? I don't know. I don't but, know. Uh, Mexico might be easier to call. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Don't so, have to cross an ocean. <laughs> right. We'll let you know if we get uh, uh, Paul on. If we do, this this is going to be something else too. Again, it's uh, it'll, it'll be well worth the. We wait. should just call this the Dean Smith segment the because four quarter, we're, we're, we're stalling. just stalling the entire segment, <laughs> trying to see if something can take place. And thus far, we have been shut out. <laughs> so this is what we get. We're trying to do a show on Groundhog Day and it being yeah. terrible Tuesday as well too during the course of a pandemic. There you go. It's, well, it says it all. Let me tell you now. Full disclosure. That'd be disclosure. Full disclosure. (laughs) Because it's Groundhog Day, why would I say it right? But if I wake up tomorrow and it's today again, I'm not coming in to redo this show. (laughs) 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 If it's February 2nd when I wake up in the morning, I'm not coming in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, he's pulling more hair out. All right. So let me tell you about... Uh, a couple of terrible Tuesdays that we didn't get a chance to, to get to. All right. There are a couple of NBA games this week, and um, there were two teams that had five point leads that were blown in the final 11 seconds. And this has only happened nine times in the last 23,510 games. Think about this nine times in the last 23,510 games. So it's pretty rare. I would say so. (laughs) Portland, Chicago. The Bulls are leading by five with 11 seconds to go. Damian Lillard hits a three at the buzzer for the win. And uh, so I'm looking at this, and I'm watching the highlights. It was pretty impressive for the way they came back and and basically scored a couple threes in the final 11 seconds. But really, that wasn't why it was terrible for me. It was a terrible loss for... The way the team lost, the way the, the Bulls lost the game. But I'm looking at this, and there's a car on the sideline. There is a brand new car. Like, I'm watching The Price is Right or something like that. I'm watching Let's Make a Deal. But behind the basket, there are no stands whatsoever. There is, like, a white car. And I'm not sure what kind of car it was. It was a real nice one, a convertible. I don't know if Lillard was going to win the car. I don't know if it was a halftime promotion, but why in the world, why why was there a car sitting 
behind the baseline in the basket while he is sinking the game-winning three. Well, it obviously had to be for the dunk competition going on afterwards where the player jumps over the hood of the car and dunks the basketball. Yes. Makes, <laughs> makes total sense. But it's just caught my eye. I'm going like, okay, I'm looking at the other arenas, and, and it, they have limited seating, or they'll pull back some of the stands. Like, you know, we, we went to the UNLV football game. Remember when they lined up the, the fireworks and everything? And I go, why did they pull back? All the stands, because they didn't have any fans in the stands anyway, but they made room for the fireworks, which is beyond me. That's another, I guess, terrible Tuesday. Why are you shooting off fireworks at thousands and thousands of dollars when no one in the building except the media can enjoy it? So I don't think they're shooting off fireworks at Allegiant Stadium for the 30 people in the press box. But anyway, that's another story. But yeah, there was a car sitting there. No explanation whatsoever why it was there. None. Well, maybe they didn't allow fans in the stands, but they did allow drive-ins. <laughs> <laughs> or drive-throughs. Or drive-throughs. Or drive-bys. You know, because you can go to the drive-in, but you can't go to the movie theater. Yeah, I guess so. All right, so in more NBA news, so I said there were a couple games. So the other one featured Brooklyn and Washington. Now, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook hit back-to-back threes again within two seconds apart. And uh, they got the victory, and Washington head coach Scotty Brooks said this was the craziest ending he has seen in his 28 years of coaching. By the way, Washington has defeated Brooklyn now twice uh, within the last week and a half or so. So Kyrie Irving had some things to say about this game, about how they gifted this game to the Wizards and giving up two threes within two seconds. We had that game. It should have been ours. So, uh, you know, we just look at ourselves in the mirror and, and just see where we can correct um, as individuals and as a group, you know, just uh, especially on the effort. You know, I, I couldn't guard a stick today. You know, those guys were just going right around me and, you know, I was getting frustrated a little bit. Maybe we thought we had it in the bag, but, uh, you know, too many times we let them waltz right down the lane and get layups. You know, I, I think we just let our foot off the gas, thought we were going to win, and uh, that's a dangerous game to play. Kyrie Irving started that off, and that was Scott Brooks, the coach of Washington. Kyrie Irving couldn't guard a stick, he said. How's that? Uh, I, I don't know if I want to use it when you're negotiating your contract, but, um, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, that was a crazy finish. I watched the highlight of that game because they basically hit the three, then stole the inbound, threw it out, and, right. and made another right. three right off the bat. So it's uh, just an absolutely incredible turnaround. But that shows why they said they had the game in the bag. That's why you double bag everything because sometimes <laughs> the bottom does fall out. But a lot of times you got to pay for the bags in certain states. Do you know that? You got to pay for bags. I don't hear, so Did I don't you know care. That? Yeah. It's in California last week. You got you got to pay for bags. Who pays for bags? Is that insane? Or do you do you get the money back if you recycle them? Then I, that's a great question. I wouldn't know because if I had to pay for a bag, his money. if I had to pay for a bag every time I went, I would do the reu- reusable bags. Which, by the way, is what I actually do do. I've heard that. Yeah. People using the reusable bags. Yeah, that, that's so. that's what I try to do. However, they don't like you to bring them into the stores. Yeah. Because with COVID and that, and if you do use a reusable bag, you have to bag it then yourself. <laughs> hey, I wanted right. to throw this one in real quick, too, unless yeah. you got another one real quick. No, no, go ahead. Because we were talking about this uh, in the break after the original Terrible Tuesday today. Uh, Stacy Griffith, you know who that is? Uh, Stacy Griffith, uh, female cyclist? Well, she's not a cyclist, but she teaches soul cycle classes. 
Okay. So she's she basically uh, an instructor at, a, at local gyms and that. She's worked with some very well-known celebrities, including Oprah and Kelly Ripa. Well, she's getting some flack right now on the Internet because she got the vaccine. And she posted about it. Today, vaccine day. Very happy. Got him take the hour drive to go to the facility, but well worth it. She got the vaccine. She's 52 years old. And people, wait, 52? I mean, it's... Are you supposed to be over 65 or 70 now to get it? Or, well, maybe it's a frontline worker or something. Why is she getting this vaccine? Turns out that on the form, she filled out that she's an instructor. Now, this is in an area where a lot of teachers and other people still haven't gotten it. People that are actually instructors and teachers and people working with people. She said that she wanted to get the vaccine because now she can go teach those classes and not worry about really working up a sweat and, and telling people to go and motivating them in that because she'll be safe. But she jumped the line. She lied on the form to get the vaccine. <laughs> and even the governor is saying, hey, why did she get the vaccine? So she is now apologizing for it. But I don't know if she's going to get the second dose or not because she's got the first dose. But lied on her form and then bragged about it on social media. Well, guess what? When you say something on social media, if anybody does a background check, they now found out. Now she's finding herself apologizing for basically jumping the line over elderly people and actual teachers and instructors. Wow. Actual teachers. And does she admit that she's not an actual teacher? Yes, she said that she probably, in hindsight, should not have put down that she's an instructor because she's just basically an aerobics soul cycle teacher. How much of this do you think goes on? I I assume a lot. uh, Right? A lot of people jump in the line because there are a lot of people that are, are, are just crazy you know yes. they want to get this vaccine i'm an instructor i instructed my friend who i'm going to circumvent the system to right. go get this vaccine right by the way i did not do that yeah <laughs> not yet anyway i'm not going to do that no no, no. no. that's yeah and, and you know there are a lot of people that some people i should say not a lot of people maybe a lot of people that are afraid of the vaccine as well afraid to actually take it because they think it's a little bit too early don't want to be the guinea pigs and i know well, and, and you know one of the reasons a lot of people are afraid to take it they think it's the government putting that microchip oh, in us geez. to follow us. There's a lot of people that what actually believe that. What is that. this? They live? Roddy Roddy Piper put the sunglasses on? Is this a bad movie you're talking about? Come on. Who well, thinks, not only is it a bad movie, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of people out there that think that. And by the way, if you do think that, hello, McFly, do you have a cell phone? We're already being watched. Everywhere you go, they know where you're at with your cell phone. They don't need to put a chip in your arm. <laughs> Nobody thinks putting a chip in your arm. No, yes, they do. That. Yes, they do. You've been uh, you've been staying up too late watching Australian Open, Korean baseball, bad Korean television baseball is done, and some Australian sci-fi. Open hasn't started yeah. yet. You're watching a lot of the ID Channel too, my my friend. The ID yeah. Channel is awesome. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> and that's what you get. That's what you get. Chips and arms at the ID Channel at three o'clock in the morning. That's what you're getting. Huh? Uh, Seen a lot of uncalled mur- uh, unsolved murders, but haven't seen any chips in arms yet. Jeez, what a show! What a day! Craziness, the Numbchuck Show. We're just going to call this the Numbchuck Show. There you go. And we're going to tell you, Bliss, we put on this podcast, the Numbchuck Show. That's it. All right, back. As long with as who- we don't put what rhymes with that, exactly. <laughs> All right, back with a little bit more Super Bowl talk and who knows what else baseball news coming your way too. Ballpark Frag T.C. Martin on a terrible Tuesday. Hey, this is Robert De Niro, and you're listening to the T.C. Martin Show. It's good.
Don't forget, get on over to any of the William Hill Sportsbooks. Get the mobile app. Download it. It is so easy to use. That's right. The William Hill mobile app available just about everywhere. But download on your phone first. Go to any of the great William Hill Sportsbook properties. Deposit at least $50 into a new account. Bam! They're going to give you a free 50. Use that promo code TC50. Perfect time as we get ready for the Super Bowl for you to wager on not only the Super Bowl, but everything else that's going on in the NBA, college basketball, the Australian Open when it's going on, everything else that's on. MMA, boxing, you can do it all. But the in-game wagering options and the props, the crazy amount of props. Over 1,100 props that William Hill has. That's right. So get ready for the Super Bowl. Now is your time. Get $50 free when you open a new account. Deposit 50 Use that promo code TC50 at any William Hill Sportsbook. That app is certainly easier than anything we've done in the studio today. This is true. <laughs> All right. And coming to save the day on this Groundhog Day, ladies and gentlemen, here he comes. He spent plenty of time back. He's, I believe he may even covered Poxitani Phil when he was in Boston. <laughs> Maybe he made the long trek. Maybe he got on a bus. But I can picture, can't you picture Brian Salmon with that hat, with that scarf, because we, we see we see him that way at the Golden Knights games. I can see him outdoors with Poxitani Phil and playing Bill Murray in the next movie, Brian Salmon from News 3. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on, GC? Well, you, you turn into a comedian now, huh? <laughs> oh, I, whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. What's oh, going on, B-Cell? Not much, man. Like, wow. With the hat and the scarf. Covering Pussy Field. I've never actually been there, but I've been close. But uh Here we go. We're gonna take you we're gonna, we're gonna take you there right now. Okay, there we go. And uh, there it go. is. There there is that is not Bill Murray. That is Brian Salmon, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing the Pennsylvania polka. Tell us, B Sal, what you are seeing right now. <laughs> wow. Uh that first step is a doozy. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's rock solid right there. <laughs> oh wow! That's a great way, movie. It's the That's same way he covers movie. the Golden Knights games, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Long you guys distance. are really playing that music. I'm, I'm, I'm dancing, but you can't see it. And, and if you step over the ledge at Stella Artois Lounge, its first step is a doozy. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and that first step is overboard. definitely a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I don't think I've ever seen a brother do the polka. He says he's dancing right now. I need some video of this. Can I get some video on News 3 tonight on, on the sportscast? A brother yeah, doing a polka. You can, you can get some video of me, but I, you will never see a brother doing a polka. At least not this brother, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is absolutely for sure. Oh, goodness gracious. Whew. That makes my eyes hurt just looking at it or thinking about it. All right, man. <laughs> All right, b Sal. Oh, man. How's your, how's your Super Bowl week going? Uh, so far, so good, man. Uh, let's see what happened. We, we finally heard from the from the CIA. Excuse me, the uh, the Golden Knights yesterday and got some <laughs> CIA. <laughs> I'm sorry, got, got a little clarification on what's going on. Uh, the Henderson Silver Knights got back at it today, which is a good thing. We'll have something on that tonight. And how about this, man? The Aces. I mean, you already knew that they signed Chelsea Gray from uh, the Sparks, but yeah. they made it official today, which is pretty cool, man, because she's a baller. I'm I'm pretty excited for whenever the Las Vegas Aces get back to playing basketball, and I'm sure you are too. Oh, man. Again, especially 
with the roster that they are assembling. And I was, really, I was really sad to see Kayla McBride go. As you know, K-Mac, one of my favorites, just so good. I mean, not just just good a great people. player, good yeah. good person, great baker. I'm telling you, man, she's got it going on and always fun on the radio. And I love having her on this time of year because she's such a football fanatic. She's a diehard Steelers fan, and she can talk football, any sport really for that matter. So I'm going to miss her. But like you said, Chelsea Gray, for those that don't follow the NBA, uh, the WNBA regularly, I mean, Sparks, she's just an assist machine, uh, you know, right behind Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi when it comes to, you know, dishing out the rock. I mean, Chelsea Gray is fantastic. She's a hooper. She is a hooper. Yes. And, and, and uh, Aces fans are going to love to see her run the point. It's going to be awesome. Yes, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I I'm looking, I mean, but think about it, and they're, they're getting Liz back. Um, you know, McCartry, she was kind of getting in shape yep. and kind of getting used to playing with the team last year, and she balled out doing that. Just imagine what she's going to be like next year or next season. Man, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. So, I mean, that's, that's some of the stuff going on. And also, I mean, can we please put the, the Tom Brady is not the GOAT comment or, you know, sentiment to rest? I heard Frank talking about that a few days ago, or um, maybe that was on Friday. But just the fact that people still want to debate whether or not Tom Brady is the best ever is absurd. Yeah. Absurd. And, and again, years ago, you can make the argument about Joe Montana, and he was probably uh, the leading vote getter in the clubhouse at that point in time. But again, you're right. It's not even close. And I don't know why people get so adamant about having that discussion. It's kind of a. It's kind of a lame go-to discussion, you know, whatever. But right now, again, end, end of story. It doesn't matter what he does. It doesn't matter if they get shut out 51 to nothing on Sunday. He's the greatest Agreed. of all time. It, 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 it doesn't matter. And I don't want to hear people. And if they do lose, which I think they are going to lose, I don't want to hear people say, oh, did Brady lose his legacy? You know that kind of talk is going to be happening if they lose, and especially if they lose big, and if Brady throws interceptions. He threw three interceptions, and instead of people giving him uh, kudos for the victory at Lambeau Field, a lot of people wanted to rip him for, oh, he threw three interceptions. I mean, come on. Just hating. Hating. God, the hate is real with Tom Brady. And I am not a Tom Brady fan. I do like the fact that an old guy is is doing very well, so I appreciate that. But, yeah, anyone dogging out Tom Brady, they're tripping. Like, they're just really tripping. Like That's absurd. It's absurd. And you can't even talk to someone like that because if they have that kind of emotion and they can't use just common sense, then you can't have any real discussion about anything with that type of person. Yeah, and I know the last time that we mentioned it, too, I, w- I was making a comparison to how things in American vocabulary change, how GOAT used to be Bill Buckner and making the error for the Red Sox and that it was the guy who was the reason you lost something to now GOAT is considered <laughs> the greatest of all time. It's like the same word it has a completely different meaning now in the world of sports. It, it does. You know why, Frank? Actually, you would probably you would be up on that kind of talk if only you listened to rap music. <laughs> and the reason I say that is, I'm looking it up right now, but LL Cool J had an album, and the album was labeled Goat. It was called Goat, and it meant it stood for greatest of all time, and that's where right. that's where it all came from. Right, that's that, where it all came from. Very true. Uh, yeah, and I'm looking up to see what year this was. This was the Goat album came out early in... '90s, early '90s, wasn't it, or late '80s? Uh, no, nah, it was it was way later than that. It says, really? uh, this can't be right. 
since 2008. I guess that's still a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. That's but, terrible. But I, I don't know. I think we were saying we we're probably saying goat before then, though, I, yeah. as far as Grace. Plus, that. I, I think my copy of that had a scratch I, on it, so I, I couldn't hear the song. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the actual album was called Goat. It wasn't just a particular song. The no, album no. came out in right, 2000. Like, yeah, okay. All right, B. Sal. So we yeah. got Super Bowl week here. We got Kansas City. We got uh, Tampa Bay here. This is going to be, I would think, one of the most highly bet Super Bowls. But again, because we have limited capacities in sports books, and this is a story that you should do, my friend, because okay. we've talked to a couple different sports book directors, and they think that the handle could reach maybe one of the lowest that we've seen in the last five or ten years, but this kind of wow. go, it kind of goes against the grain because during the course of this regular season, the handle has been off the charts. People have been betting, but because they can't gather at the casino, I mean, people are going to try, but there's no official Super Bowl parties and that sort of thing. There are a lot of these sportsbook directors that think, you know what, we're it, it's it's gonna it's gonna trail. You know, uh, years past, you know, we've been in a neighborhood of legalized uh, Super Bowl betting in Nevada of around 186 million. You know, but uh, there are some people who think it's going to be like maybe like 150, 160, maybe even lo- lower than that. Oh, that's sad to even hear. You know what I mean? Like that's sad to hear. I'm not Especially, buying it though. I, mean, I think it, I think because you can use a mobile app and everything. I still think. It might not break the record, but it's going to be very high because. But you do have to be in state to use that, right? Yes, yes. Again, but this you, is you but, do. But these numbers that I'm giving are are just Nevada only, right? Any like in you know in person going to the brick and mortar places. So you, oh, they they don't they don't um, include the money that goes via the app. They only include money that's over the counter. No, 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 no. The the, the app oh. as well. I said mean, cuz you still have to go to the book to deposit. You see what I'm saying? So it's not like you can do credit cards here in Nevada or or ATM cards. No. So it, that all counts the same whether you go to the window, you're depositing money, whether you decide to get a paper ticket or put it in your your mobile phone account, it's the exact same thing. Ah, I didn't know that. So you you actually have to go into a casino in order to use the mobile actually you have to put the money in to use the money now, at the like a bank. Okay, example. So you go to the Cosmopolitan, you come visit us on a Friday. Uh, we we go get some great food. You say, hey, I want to bet on the Super Bowl. You're going to use the promo code TC50. By the way, get that free fifty dollars. Of course, don't forget Absolutely. that. And then you're going to deposit two hundred dollars or whatever it is in there. And then there it is. Now you can go wherever you want from the your comfort of your own home. You could be on the set there at News Three at eleven twenty six p.m. and get your bet down. <laughs> in front of all the humanoids, or you could decide to, to go to Lake Tahoe, anywhere in the great state of Nevada, and or go up there to to Prim and place your bet. There you go. But you have to have the money wow. in your account to place it. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That's, how that's, it goes. that's actually, I, I didn't realize that, though. I, I really would, I'm sorry, but I, I thought, I would have figured that you'd be able to at least transfer money via, you know, Zeal or just some kind of cash app or something on your phone yeah. to an account on that. But still, though, that's overseas. To- yeah, overseas or, or, or that way. And now, and there's some other states that in do other it as well. states are doing that, like Colorado and a couple others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and that's okay, where and you. that's where some people think Nevada needs to get on board and allow people to do that as well to make it easier. Like when you're up in Tahoe covering that outdoor Golden Night game, you can still wager on 
the William Hill app. That's true. Absolutely correct. Ah, okay. Yeah. I, li- I like William Hill. I'm a, I'm a big fan of William Hill. There you go. By and the way, I think William Hill sponsors something at the station. Are you <laughs> going to be covering the Golden Knights when they go play outdoors at Edgewood? Uh, one of my favorite places in the entire world, especially in the summer. I love Edgewood. Love eating lunch there, dinner, golfing there. B-Sal, they're going to be putting the ice rink there. Are you going to cover it? I am going to cover it. There it is. I am going to cover it. And that uh, game is actually going to be seen only right here on Channel 3. That's so, right. So, yes, I'm, I'm going to that. We'll have a post-game show. I believe Jesse is going with me as well to go to go to go to that uh, to go to that game. So, I can't wait. I haven't been to Tahoe probably since I was 8, 10 years old. I don't even remember much about it. So, I'm really looking forward to it. Although, I'm not the cold, you know, Oh, stereotypically, you, yeah, you got the scarf. Cold, the scarf and the hat will be going. Sure, exactly. <laughs> the scarf and the hat are going. And 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 Brian, you, I think you will be happy to know that I knew you were going to that because I saw your promo on Channel Three mentioning that you were going to be up there and to watch the game on Channel Three. There you go. See, you know, see, see, I appreciate Frank being a loyal viewer like that. Thank you very much, Frank. I'm a loyal listener, and I appreciate you knowing that. Kiki probably knew that before. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He knew that before. <laughs> well, he here's what I was going to say. I was I was going to have you put your your uh, you know editor or your your the news director on the phone right now because I'm going to beg for a a plus one or with Frank a plus two because you need a tour guide for Lake Tahoe and that's what I can provide you, my friend. Get you all the hot spots there, <laughs> the good food spots. You need us to go with you. So there we go. We'll we'll chime in with the broadcast with you right there as well too. Heck, we'll go early, do the remote. You and Jesse could be on with us. You got to make that happen, my friend. I, I wish I had that kind of pool at this TV station that I could <laughs> that I can get other people to come with me. It's it's hard enough to get myself to go anywhere. So uh, yeah, I, but I'll, I'll get right on that. I've written it down. I have it written right here on this paper in front of me, and I'll be sure to go march that into the news director's office and be like, "Hey, listen, I need TC and Frank. You know, they they need to come to this game with us. That's right. We, I need I need we need to be shown around." the city of Lake Tahoe, and forget about our sister station up there in Reno, who's already up there. Oh, that's Reno. That's, that's 45 minutes away. That's a long drive in these winter conditions. <laughs> Absolutely is, is it really that far away? I wondered how far yeah, away it was. Because you got to – got. I mean, if you could go straight line, it wouldn't be – but you have to go around the lake and everything. So, yeah, it takes a while. It takes – it could take up to an hour if you're traveling that in, in, in the wintertime. But, yeah, about 45 minutes normally, yeah. Yeah, and, and that, oh wow! Yeah, because I remember going up there for the golf tournament years ago, and we yep. we had trade out at the one of the places in Reno, so we had to make that drive every day to Tahoe yeah, because to the cover pe- it. The, the people that sent you, uh, they were too cheap. They they want to get the cheap hotel in Reno, the biggest little city <laughs> in the world, and not give you the prime time Lake Tahoe, the luxury resort. Well, type it was of not rooms. only a cheap hotel; they got it on trade. So yeah, that's why we stayed there. <laughs> exactly. That is literally why we stayed there. I knew that. How did I know that? There is. <laughs> And they probably didn't even take the bill for the rental car. They probably made you pick up your own tab for the no, rental car. That, that was actually on trade as well. It was. There you go. And then we had some gas cars from go. a local place. So, yeah. yeah. That was good. At least it was good. All right, there Man, you go. Man, you guys are making it happen with the trade. Hey, that's you got to be sell. You got to remember, I mean, that's a 90-minute drive from Sacramento. I used to make that Tahoe run all the time. Great stuff. That's crazy. And, that's, and see, the time that I went was when I was living in Vallejo at the time. My parents took me up there and – but it was, it was so long ago. I mean, I don't remember much. I just remember snow. I remember finding a Harrah's, uh, a Harrah's um, uh, coin 
in in the snow somewhere that, that I had for that, such a that, long that'd time. Be like a chip. That'd be a chip beast, Hal, not a coin. Yeah, that'd be a I, chip. Couldn't, I couldn't think of it for some reason. That's, I live in Vegas. I haven't played poker in so long. I, I couldn't even think of it. That's terrible. Right. <laughs> That's terrible. All right, man, we need a prediction for you. Let's go. Super Bowl 55 prediction. Break it down. We're taking scores right now. What do you got? Wow. Put me on the spot. Just like and, that. And today is just... It's just Tuesday. Okay, you want to wait so, till Friday? Yeah. Okay, we'll let you go ahead and dance away and, and, and do your show prep with the polka music in the background. We'll, we'll let you go. If you don't want to give a prediction, you want to wait till the show on Friday, we'll let you do that. No, no, I, I can give a prediction. I'm just hemming and hawing as I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I mean, really, it wouldn't change between now and then anyway. I think that Kansas City is going to win this game, and there's two ways they can win. I, I think that there's a, a possibility that they could just blow them out beat them the way that they were beating them early in the season before they took their foot off the gas and, and let Tampa come back into it. Or this game could be close. Um, you know, maybe Tom Brady pulled. I mean, Tom Brady acts like Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Cause what kind he, of prediction never, is this? It could it be or could that be? It could I'm, be come I'm, on. Laying, I'm laying down the law. I'm laying down the law. I, I, think, that, I think that Pat Mahomes – is not going to play like he did last year because he was terrible in the Super Bowl to me. Right. And he still got the MVP. I think he's going to actually play well in the Super Bowl, and he is going is going to be a passing of the torch, and they win this game. I'm going to say uh, 37 to 21. 37 21. B cells got it, and of course. It's Groundhog Day, and you're expecting six more weeks of winter because you'll be up in Tahoe. So, of course, it's going to be winter up there. Absolutely correct. There it is. <laughs> All right, yes, bro. I'll be up there with a the scarf and a hat, baby. All right. And uh, <laughs> just just beware of, uh, you know, hairy rodents. Yeah. And get back with us uh, with the travel agent. Uh, you know, we're, 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 there we go. Our terms will be, will be very easy. I'm leaving Harry alone. And, and the travel agent, the, the, the note is sitting on my desk right here. Oh, you can see it. Awesome, brother. We'll, we'll be flying no class. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Appreciate I like that one for you. We appreciate the time, man. Watch B Sal tonight. What? Six uh six and eleven, five, six and eleven. They catch you tonight, news three? Yes, yes. Six, ten, and eleven. I knew that. I was gonna CW. say that. Six, ten, eleven. That's right. All right, brother. Be good, man. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Appreciate it. All right, you guys, be good. There it is. All right, there it is. Brian Salmon, <laughs> News Three, the man. All right. Slappy, what's going on, man? What do you got? No slap? Slap was here. He said, That's enough. Now he wants to call back. Oh, uh, who knows what? Numchuck told him to slap off. I don't know. What are you doing today? Chris Bosio is calling, and you cut him off too? You cut Slappy off? He cuts Bosio off? You know what's good, though? We're almost done. Thank goodness. (laughs) It's been a while since we've done a show like this today. We're we're not redoing this day tomorrow. That's it. Please. Tomorrow is February 3rd, right? Yes. My grandmother's birthday, too. Tomorrow. There you go. All right. I hope you know how to end the show today. You know what? He's giving me the thumbs up. All right. I want to thank Steve Birdline, Brian Salmon for joining us. Terrible Tuesday galore. Go check it all out after Numbchuck cleans up uh, uh, and edits out the edits the podcast. No, it's up on the website. If there was later. ever a show that lived up to Terrible Tuesday, this was it. Thank you. This is self-deprecation. <laughs> I like that. All right, man. We'll catch you tomorrow, Frank. As a Tony Kornheiser said, we'll try to be better tomorrow. <laughs> Set them, let's limbo down and see if we can do it <laughs> alright more Super Bowl coverage coming your way tomorrow thanks for joining us 
If you missed any part of the show, go check out the interviews, the latest blogs. It's all up there as well, too. And great stuff from Matthew Holt, our interview yesterday, up on the website at tcmartinshow.com. Have yourself a good one. And remember what day today is. Once a year, the eyes of the nation turn to this tiny hamlet in western Pennsylvania to watch a master at work. The master, Punxsutawney Phil, the world's most famous weatherman, the groundhog, who, as legend has it, can predict the coming of an early spring. So I guess the question we have to ask ourselves today is, does Phil feel lucky? Then it's the same old shtick every year. The guy comes out with a big stick and raps on the door. They pull the little rat out, they talk to him, the rat talks back, and then they tell us what's going to happen. This February 2nd, at 7.20 and 30 seconds, Punxsutawney Phil, the seer of seers, prognosticator of prognosticators, emerged reluctantly, but alertly, in Punxsutawney, PA, and stated in Groundhoggies, I definitely see a shadow. Sorry, folks. Six more weeks of winter. On me in three, two, one. This is one time where television really fails to capture the true excitement of a large squirrel predicting the weather. I, for one, am very grateful to have been here. From Punxsutawney, this is Phil Connors. So long.